the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Season Watch with Wendy Scott, where we observe the things coming on the earth through biblical binoculars, because the Bible is both timely and timeless. With her master's degree in rhetoric and writing skills, Wendy is a part-time college professor, but a full-time truth professor. She believes the Word of God is His perfect revelation, including a young earth six-day creation, as well as the global flood inundation, and that Israel is God's chosen nation. Faith alone in Jesus is salvation, the true church rapture comes pre-tribulation, followed by Christ's millennial domination and His eternal kingdom with Earth's regeneration. Jesus is coming without hesitation. And now, here's Wendy with today's topic. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me on Season Watch again uh, today. And let's just pray. Jesus, uh, we're coming into the Christmas season, and we know that you can use us with people who don't know you yet. And we pray that anybody who's suffering or needs help or needs us to be a blessing, God. Uh, light, light the fire in our hearts. Help us to be aware. Help us to sense when somebody's in need. Help us to give and to support each other. Give that smile and bless each other. And Lord, guide us in all your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, friends, I just want to mention I have been privileged to get my book. I've talked about my book, The Lost, A Story of Christmas. It's a Christian fiction novel. And so I urge you to pick it up. It's a Pretty good little book there, I hear. It makes grown men cry. Anyway, um, I've been privileged uh, to have my book placed at Sea Christ Christian Bookstore. I don't know if you all remember. There's basically no Christian bookstores left in San Diego anymore. I was in like a panic. Uh, the sixth largest city in, in the United States, and we don't have any Christian bookstores left. And then I found Sea Christ, and... Uh, they're terrific. I made arrangements, and they've decided to carry my book. But don't just go for my book. Of course, go for my book. But don't just go for my book. Go because they have so many gifts, and they have so many Bibles, and it's, you know, a full bookstore there. And you could go down there and handle it yourself. It's in Lemon Grove, and the address is 7733 Palm Street, Suite 101, right off of Lemon Grove Avenue. And please support this uh, ministry, right? It's a ministry. It's a family-owned bookstore. It's great. I took a Bible down there and got it embossed with the name because I was giving it as a gift. You could do that. It's like 10 bucks. So go down there, check it out. Lots of cards and gifts and study things. I mean, it's terrific. And best of all, you can handle it yourself. I made the mistake of buying a, a Bible off of Amazon, a study Bible for somebody, and you know, you can't really look through it, and I got it, and I wish I hadn't. I wish I'd have bought a different one. This is before I knew. So now I'm going to buy them down there. And so please help support this local bookstore. Pick up my book and help them out. So hopefully uh, we can keep them going strong. Uh, so all right, friends, we've been talking about how the prophecies about the last days seem to be coming true like never before to such detail we could never have predicted it ourselves. And now we're seeing key prophecies converging between this idea of this global conditions described in the last days, as well as the sign of Israel being back in the land, which is a necessary requirement and a sure sign that we are indeed watching the season of the last days unfold. So, friends, 
Fasten your truth belts as our topic today is All Eyes on Israel, the Fig Tree Buds. All right. And so we've been talking about the prophecies that point to the last days, and we've discussed extensively how numerous prophecies from Jesus' teaching, the book of Daniel, Isaiah, Revelation, and lots more, with one voice, they indicate certain conditions we can expect in the last days, and we're seeing them. And we've especially focused on the global conditions indicative of the breakdown in morals and the moral order and the rise of global chaos, wars, uprising, pestilence, lawlessness, on and on. I tell you, more and more we look at the news, it's outrageous. China is having a huge uprising now, right? They're tired of being—they've literally been bolted into their homes because of the zero-COVID policy. And apparently there was a fire that broke out uh, not long ago, and 10 people died because they were bolted into their homes. This is outrageous, the worst of human atrocities. But uh, Fauci, Fauci and others have said that they, they think that how China handled it was really great, so that should, that should make us nervous. But we're seeing so many crazy things happening around the world, and we particularly have noted all the conditions aligning for a quick takeover of a global governing system more and more each day. And all these, as we've said, align with the prophecies concerning what Jesus called the times of the Gentiles. And we looked last time at the scripture uh, concerning the times of the Gentiles and what Jesus uh, referred to that. And he says in Luke 21, Then some spoke of the temple and how it was adorned with beautiful stones and donations. And he said, these things which you see, the days will come in which not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation is near, for there will be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. And they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. So Jesus prophesied that whole chunk of time from <clears throat> he even prophesied the fall of Jerusalem about 40 years after he was taken up. And so that was a sure sign for those people at that time. He said the temple would be torn down and that the people would be scattered and that until the until uh, the end of the times of the Gentiles, that all of Israel and Jerusalem particularly would be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles. And that's what we've seen. In fact, nobody ever dreamed after 2,000 years Israel would get their land back. And so we're watching these things being fulfilled as a focus also begins to shift back to Israel, which we started to talk about. So now we're seeing the remarkable convergence of timing of these two factors required to be in place before the tribulation. The first one is there must be a worldwide shift from national sovereignty toward global governing body, which we're already seeing, um, and that this is the times of the Gentiles. So it's kind of a global action that we're supposed to look for and all these things we've listed. And then the second one is attention of the world must be focused on Israel. That little country, that tiny little country is considered the, the focus of all this trouble. And the Jewish people must be back in the land. And this process actually began after World War II, leading to the new state of Israel, which is really interesting because um, we find that uh, Jesus prophesied this time, and yet we're seeing how the world is against Israel, even if they try to cover it up, they're against Israel. And we're going to see some of those conditions prophesied 
um, ahead. So never in history has Israel been the focus of the world, that little country, and the same time the world is realigning toward a global governance. And yet these specific conditions described in the last day prophecies. So if we keep looking into the prophecies, we realize that Israel as a nation is a sign that we are in the last days. So Luke 21 that we read before talked about that um, that the times of the gent we are waiting till the times of the Gentiles to be fulfilled, and that occurs apparently about the time of the rapture, which we're going to get into in another episode. <clears throat> Isaiah 11 confirms Israel will return in the last days, and we talk uh, we read this scripture in our last episode. Isaiah 11:10 And in that day there will be a root of Jesse who shall stand as a banner to the people for the Gentiles shall seek him and his rest shall be glorious and that's Jesus and it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again a second time to recover the remnant of his people he will set up a banner for the nations and will assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth And not only would Israel get their land back after thousands of years in exile and persecution, but that the Gentiles would actually help escort them back into their land, which is what we talked about in Isaiah 49, uh, verse 15. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me and my Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion, the son of her womb? See, I've inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will lift up my hand and an oath to the nations and set up my standard to the people, and they shall bring your sons in their arms, and your daughters shall be carried on their shoulders. Kings shall be your foster fathers and queens your nursing mothers, and they shall bow down to you with their faces to the earth and lick up the dust of your feet. Then you will know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed who wait on me. And as with prophecy, you often will see a double prophecy. So um, we know that the the world does not honor Israel now, but there was that perfect time right after World War II when um, the, the Gentiles of the world were so ashamed that they, uh, they entered into this agreement to let Israel go back in the land because the Jewish people were decimated, Right. And so the shame of what they had allowed to happen, I mean, even America under FDR, who I don't know why he's championed so much, FDR uh, interned Japanese Americans in camps during World War II and um, shut down immigration of Jews when Hitler was offering people to just buy them and to save them before he shut the doors and started his final solution. And so... Um, everybody should be ashamed of how we treated the Jews because we could have saved them. And the Holocaust was so evil that the nations decided to go ahead and permit, after being pushed very hard by Jews who needed to go back in the land, they were so displaced um, that they allowed them. And then we know that um, in May 18, 1948, Israel was born in a day. They declared themselves a nation in a day. And so uh, Jesus gave this analogy for his disciples to look for in Luke 21, 29. Then he spoke to them in a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is near. 
So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near you. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away to all things take place. And as we know, the fig tree traditionally represents Israel. And so this is a, a sign, and we even saw how Jesus caused the fig tree to uh, to wither when the, he said it was not producing fruit. And that was symbolic of, you know, Israel, his his prized land had stopped um, looking for the prophecies of the Messiah. It was only a remnant that did that. So um, they were supposed to represent God and get the good news out, but uh, just like most of us, uh, they they did not do it um, as a nation. And so now this miracle has occurred. Israel has gotten back their land after 2,000 years. It's unprecedented. No one in the world has ever thought it could happen. And there's just so many verses that put Israel back in the land. Not only did Israel become a nation in 1948 in a day, as Scripture says, but Jerusalem also came back into Jewish hands in 1967 and said that when we see these things, Jesus said when we see these things like the fig tree budding, that the kingdom of God is near and that this generation, the one that sees these things, will not pass away until all is fulfilled. And so um, I'm in that generation. I was born in 1967, and I got to... uh, theoretically see Jerusalem get back in Israeli hands, the the city that God said he put his name there forever. That's the symbolic Zion, right? And so um, and my, my mom was a generation in 1948. She saw that. So he says, this generation shall not pass away. And here we are. Uh, it has not passed away. And <clears throat> we could see this as a possible sign adding up to all the others. We also know that Ezekiel 37 describes this miracle as the dry bones coming to life. Uh, Ezekiel 37:21. Then say to them, thus says the Lord, Surely I will take the children of Israel from among the nations, wherever they have gone, and will gather them from every side and bring them into their own land. And I will make them one nation in the land on the mountains of Israel, and one king shall be king over them. They shall no longer be two nations, nor shall they be divided into two kingdoms again. Well, that that hasn't happened in, since Solomon, King Solomon. Uh, even when they were in the land under Roman rule, they did not have, they were not one nation. They were under rule of Rome, and so they had no sovereignty. And uh, right now they have sovereignty. So for 2,000 years, really even longer, they have not had their own sovereignty. Now, it's not a king over them. It's a governor, but it's still one nation, and he's joined them just as he promised, and he brought them back into the land. And then in Ezekiel 38, we see that it focuses on the latter years, especially There's an invasion that happens in Ezekiel 38. So we're going to find there's an interesting prophecy about the latter years. Um, Ezekiel 38, after many days you will be visited. In the latter years you will come into the land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel, which has long been desolate. They were brought out of the nations and now... All of them dwell safely. So there you go. So we're continuing to see prophecies. There's many, many prophecies that show Israel has to have their own nation. And when you look at the timing of things, really, no matter what people have said before, oh, they've always been talking about it's the end days. And 
The reality is it could never have happened before because of the things that we're seeing aligning. Who ever thought that a nation could get their land back? So we also know from Daniel that the Antichrist will go into the rebuilt temple in the land of Israel to declare himself God. So we see that in Daniel 11 and 12, and that Jesus warned the Jews of that day to look for that sign. And we see that in Matthew 24, 15. And really, all the end-time prophecies of Daniel refer to the Jewish people being back in the geographic land of Israel, including the time of Jacob's trouble. So, friends, uh, I find it quite telling that the very people who are planning this global coup are the generation that saw Israel become a nation, right? We've got all these old people in charge of us. I don't get it. What, did Biden just turn 80, right? Uh, all these old people. It's like uh, my mom's generation. They all saw them go back in the land, and this is the generation that seems to be in charge of us. And I don't quite get it. It's very strange. And so clearly Satan believes the scripture. And, um, you know, when he, he believed that when 1948 happened, that boom, the clock had started and that generation would not pass away. You see him literally using that generation to set up this global governance. I, I don't think it's ironic. I don't think it's a coincidence. I think that he believed the prophecies and he goes, oh, we're on the clock. Israel is a nation again. So I find that interesting, right? Um, and so we also look at Zechariah 12.2. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding people when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all people. All who will heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, though all the nations in the earth are gathered against it. By the way, we're seeing this. And in that day, the Lord will defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the one who's feeble among them in that day shall be like David and the house of David shall be like God, like the angel of the Lord before them. It shall be in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. And so it's ironic or, you know, perfect that the entire world speaks against Israel. You, you may not know, but the United Nations allowed uh, Israel to come into being. They applauded it. The The world largely applauded it, except for obviously the the surrounding Arab countries. They did not applaud it. But ever it's like God blinded everybody just long enough to get Israel into the land and make it official. And now they've been against Israel ever since. And I tell you, there are more declarations from the UN and sanctions against the UN, against Israel, from the UN against Israel than the most egregious uh, country in the world. Like every year, they they renew their declaration of sanctions um, against Israel. Uh, so the UN is totally an anti-Israeli body. It's just remarkable. <laughs> More against Israel than Cuba, than uh, Venezuela, than um, even against Russia or. China, no declarations against them, only Israel. That should tell you prophecies why that little country deserves to live. And um, and that tells you all the nations are gathered against it, and they do not want Jerusalem to be in Jewish hands. They won't even let the Temple Mount be in Jewish hands. You know, Jews cannot go on the Temple Mount and pray. Whoever outlawed praying, they cannot go on the Temple Mount and pray. What an absurd thing. We have to, they have to leave it in the hands because there's two mosques up there. And so Israel's kind of fallen into the trap of being too, too worldly and put up with this. And so we're seeing that the world 
is against Israel, right? And um, we know that Daniel described how the Antichrist will make a covenant with Israel for seven years, but will break it in the middle by going into the temple and declaring himself God. And that's largely where we get the seven-year tribulation. Uh, We don't think it maybe doesn't start exactly at seven years. Who knows? But we know there's seven-year covenant in the midst of the covenant the Antichrist will go in and he'll do what Jesus said, that he will set up an abomination of desolation in the midst of it that Jesus warned about. And it talks about, and you see in uh, Daniel 9, 26, and after 62 weeks, the Messiah will be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it will be with a flood and the end with war and desolations. Then he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, But in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and offerings to cease and shall cause abominations to make it desolate. So this is the warning from Jesus that in the midst. So this is during the tribulation. So this warning is largely to Jews and the book of Daniel is to the Jewish people. And it talks about those last days. Uh, Jesus warned about this moment when the Antichrist would enter the temple, Matthew 24, 15. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, uh, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Then there will be great tribulation and has not been seen since the beginning of the world until this time, nor shall ever be. Right? And also Daniel described this time, this great trial of the Jewish people in Daniel 12.1. At the time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands, watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since ever was a nation, even until that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. So we pray for the people of Israel. We pray that they receive their Messiah and uh, they hear about Yeshua in the interim. Many will. We look at Revelation, we're going to see that. And so um, as we continue forward, we, we know there are many prophecies that point to these days, Israel being in the land, converging with this global governance. And so we're going to pick up here next time. And I ask you all, please, folks, just remember the season that we're in, that um, these things are, are happening. They're really undeniable. Open your eyes to the truth. Open your heart. Ask Jesus to show you the way, because he has a plan for you. He needs to use you. Your life will be so fulfilling. And if you don't know Jesus yet, you do not want to miss the last train out of here. Tell him you want him to pay for your sins, that you want to go to heaven. And next time we'll pick up where we left off and we're going to start talking about the rapture. And for those of you who are skeptical, I hope that I can introduce some ideas from the Bible to show you you can trust in it. You can hope in it. And if you don't want to go, I guess God can leave you here. I'd go if I were you. God bless you all. Join Wendy Scott every Saturday at 3 p.m. on K-Praise for another episode of Season Watch. Previous episodes can be found through the K-Praise podcast platform, where you can also access Wendy's other platforms and contact links. Please email Wendy with show comments, questions, or suggestions at wscott at mywordsforhim.com or visit her website at mywordsforhim.com for additional resources. Watch other teachings on her Rumble channel. Wendy's Words for Him, her fiction novel, The Lost, A Story of Christmas, can be found on Amazon. Until next week, watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.